Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. I am, I always say this, but I am so excited for our show today. I have my my good friend and mentor, Kelly Bullock, back on the show. She's been with us several times, and it's just always a pleasure, but I really feel like um, today is just there's something special about it. What she's going to be sharing with you all today has just been something that's blessed her and I um, since God put this word on her heart back in January, which she's going to share more about that. But um, it is so useful in our everyday lives as believers. I know so many of us kind of just struggle with feeling stuck and what do I do next or what is the next right thing for me? And So that's really what Kelly is going to speak into today. And so with that, I want to just get to the good stuff. Kelly, thank you so much for for taking the time out of your super busy schedule to be on the show again today and to share this this incredible word with the listeners. Oh, I can't thank you enough for letting me share this today, Katie. And you know this part of the story, but I do want to share a little background with the listener um, about how this message was birthed. It um, God put it on my heart specifically for a New Year's Day women's event um, just this past year, like you said. And the desire was just that we would not set a new year's resolution per se, or just go be your best you. It was really, can we learn to seek God's will for our future, for what our year should look like? And so Katie, the coolest part about this message, um, I honestly never saw this part coming. The message really could not be more practical or more helpful in our day-to-day life, but more than anything, it has pulled me away from religion and back into relationship. And for that reason alone, I'm beyond excited to share this. Um, And funny enough, I'm currently in the middle of having to make a huge decision in my business. And so it's very timely that I I am reteaching this because I can hear the Holy Spirit whispering to me, Kelly, remember, I will show you what to do. You are not left to figure things out on your own. I am the wonderful counselor. Don't make a move until you have heard from me. And so um, it just couldn't be better timing for me personally. And, you know, we're so used to listening to logic and reason that this seems odd, Um For the most part, we've been taught, even by the church at times, sadly, to do what's right and then not to do what's wrong. And yet, what if they're both not wrong? You know, what if both options are all 15 options are not sinful? What are we supposed to do? So before we dive into the meat of it, let's just think of a few examples that, um, that are going on in our lives kind of right now. Even I see so many of my friends sending their kids off to college right now on Facebook and I love watching it, but you know, which college do we choose? Which college do they choose? Or, um, I know a lot of moms that are in our boat too, going back to work and, or, um, kind of having this second career season. And so, 
it's odd. What about whether we should send our kids to private school or public school? Or even recently for me, one was like, should we play travel ball or not? It's silly. It can sound silly, but um, that's just one recently I've prayed through. And so that is just big or small. This concept I really think is going to help us really, you know, make some decisions in life. Yes. All the yeses to that, Kelly. I couldn't agree more that I think this is such a struggle for so many of us daily. And, and we have often believed that lie that we have to have everything just right. And I put like right in parentheses or air quotes, or we will fail. And um, often just struggle to figure out what that next step really looks like. And I love what you said that, you know, often there's many good choices. And so there's not just like a bad choice and a good choice. It would be so much easier if that were the case. Yeah. But the hard part is when there are many good choices. And so what's really the next right one? Um, so what has God been showing you about this? Well, when the lady that hosted the event asked me to speak, I was so honored, but honestly, I was really not in a great place personally as I approached the new year for just myself. Um, I really just wasn't where I thought I would be in that season of life. Um, my husband had taken a new job and I had always seen myself teaching the Bible. Um, but this event, actually, when she asked me, was one of the first opportunities I'd had to teach in a very long time. And then we were all just kind of limping out of COVID. And I, maybe we don't even need to say any more than that. But I just felt defeated and certainly directionless. And I think most of us at some point, we just think we're going to know what we're going to do with our lives. Um, the older that we get, it's just going to be clear. But I'm learning that's really not true. So I was reading a verse in a Bible study that I was doing, and I wasn't even thinking about this, this teaching that was coming up. Um, that wasn't on my radar. I was just trying to be faithful in my own Bible study. And Katie, I, I know this has happened to you, but where something just jumps off the page in scripture, almost like God has highlighted it and circled it and starred it. And he showed me this beautiful equation almost within the text. And I pray that I can live this out and I can share this with others um, because it's it's really life-changing. But I did teach this um, to a group of teens recently, and I gave them this little jingle. So we're going to start with this. It's corny, but that's what jingles are for. They are corny and they are to help you remember things. But when you don't know what to do, turn to Romans 12, 2. And so that I had them say it and they were all rolling their eyes and it was wonderful. But when we don't know what to do, we turn to Romans 12 too. So let's dive in and I'm going to show you this equation. So if we break this verse down, it easily breaks into three parts. And it's clearly um, you do this, you do this, then this, like an A plus B equals C. And for someone with my personality, that is very life-giving for something just to to work in life, you know, for an equation to work. But Romans 12, 2 tells us, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so it starts out with do not conform. The ver- That's the very first calling. Don't conform to the patterns of this world. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world is how another translation says it. And this is kind of tricky because we can go one or two ways with this um, concept of the world. We can be tempted to make everything bad and be real legalistic. Or we can swing to the other side and kind of let everything fall under grace and let God's love justify a lot of things that really aren't um, what we should be. And from what I found, both extremes are wrong. And um, what I do know is that no matter who you are, you will have to pull away from and push against this world if you want to walk with Christ. You just will. And even how and when and what that looks like for you will be different for you, for me, for all of us, but it will have to be done. We will all have to do it. And of course, some things are very clear in scripture. No one is supposed to steal or cheat on their spouse or get drunk or kill someone. But for this, it goes much deeper. Sometimes God's call not to conform um, is bigger than like the you know, 10 commandments kind of thing. And so maybe it's your friendships, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's places you go, what you wear, how you talk, what you watch, even things like how you spend your time when you get up, when you go to bed, what you eat or how you spend your money. And so there are so many different patterns of this world that can lead us astray. But we must remember that we are all on a different journey and that we need to follow this for ourselves and not worry necessarily about what others are doing or not doing. And so for me personally, Katie, you know this about my story. I'm a recovering alcoholic, and so I just can't drink alcohol. And honestly, I can go some places where people are drinking alcohol and it doesn't tempt me at all, but I cannot go everywhere and I just have to be okay with that. And that's how one way that God calls me not to conform. Um, Yours may not be this, but it will be something. No one needs to think that they can watch what the world's watching, talk like the world, spend money like the world, and come out with discernment. It just won't happen. And so, um, but in the same breath, what I'm called to do does not mean that, you know, everyone shouldn't drink alcohol. Of course, that's not biblical. And so I don't need to be legalistic and try to put, you know, my way of not form conforming to the world on someone else's. And that can be tricky, but that is where that beautiful relationship comes in, where we know what the Lord's telling us personally. And, you know, he knows, Katie, he knows our Achilles heel more than anyone. And so we can trust him that when he is telling us to pull away and by golly, he doesn't make my neighbor pull away that same way. He loves me and he is for me. Yes. um, That is so good, Kelly. I think you know, that so many of us struggle so much because we are trying to kind of like walk the line with one foot in the world and, and one foot in the kingdom. And so we're often trying to compromise though, right? I mean, we want kingdom results in our lives, but we're trying to do it the world's way. So we've realized where we are stuck, um, or that we have an important next step to take. So what is, what is the next step for us now that, that we've kind of realized this area? 
okay, yeah, so we're going to, we're not going to conform to the world. And then the next part that we have is that we are going to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so on that same New Year's Day, I taught another lesson um, about being in God's word and that that was our only true mirror. And we do not have time to go into that, but that is another message that I love. And it's from James 1, 23 through 25. And that just really shows us how the only way that we can renew our minds is by looking in the mirror in the word. And so we just... I know this is the heartbeat of your podcast as well. We just have to be in the word. It's just not optional. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it gets real practical. Do I have a Bible? When do I read my Bible? Where do I read my Bible? Do I find a need to find a Bible study to join? Just doing that um, kind of right next step. You don't have to necessarily feel all warm and fuzzy about that. I mean, Katie, every time do you you get in the word in the mornings or do you necessarily, <laughs> you know, we don't always feel like it doing it. Sometimes it's just the right thing to do. And so that renewing our mind sometimes just has to be a step that we take in obedience. And sometimes I feel encouraged and loved and joyful. And then sometimes I do just feel like, okay. I've, I've done that. It's the right thing to do. And that's okay, but it's vital for sure. And so then that leads us to the fun part, which is the testing and discern. And the scripture tells us if we don't conform and if we do renew our minds, then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And not just his boring, you know, lame will. It's his pleasing, his good, his perfect will. And so why do we run away from the world and get into the word? Because we can then test. And so what are, what are we testing? We're testing ideas, options, opportunities, and why are we testing them so that we can discern what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I don't know about you, but if I can learn how to do this and faithfully do it year after year, I am certain I'm going to walk a lot more closely with Jesus. And my life is going to bear so much more fruit than if I lean on only, um, wisdom or only what Kelly wants to do or only, you know, you get the point. So I want each person listening right now, just to think of something that you're confused about. So it can be big, it can be small, something you need to know, a problem, maybe you've got a kiddo struggling or a big decision, even a health concern, whatever it is, this concept can be um, applied. I read a verse recently that I have known and I have quoted incorrectly so long, just leaving out this one tiny word. It's first Peter five, seven. And I would say, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. But it actually says, Katie, cast all your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. So you never have to wonder again, does God care about this? You know, we sometimes you hear that, oh, God doesn't care about that. Well, if you care about it, he cares. So there's no, there's nothing in your mind that you're wrestling with that's too big or too small for God. And so we got to remember that. So this is what the Lord showed me when we're thinking about, it's like, okay, good, we can test, but my like, brain was kind of like, okay, but how? <laughs> like, okay, that is awesome news, but how, God, how do we test it? And so this is what he showed me, and it is inner peace 
following inner peace and outer grace. They go like two hands. If you could, you know, take your hands and fold them together and hold hands. That's what inner peace and outer grace look like. You have to have both. You have to learn how to discern both, follow both, but that is how we will know. And so Let's talk about these topics real quick, because this certainly isn't a one size fits all by any means, but I want to teach it in a way that we can all apply it um, in the same way. But God is going to reveal himself to us the, in endless ways. So, it you know, it's definitely not one size fits all, but I'd like a little um, I like the inner peace, outer grace concept because we can all remember that. So. Please do a ton of study on this. Like, I wish we could dive into more scripture than we actually have time for today. But I think this is going to, I think your spirit is going to say yes to this. Um, Inner peace, when we are thinking of this, we are absolutely thinking of hearing from God. That inner, still small voice, hearing from God, sometimes even your gut. You know, we hear that sometimes and uh, your intuition, your gut, those are really a lot of times terms that we're using for the Holy Spirit inside of us, giving us direction. But then also something that I've really been working on following as well is my physical reaction, Katie. Just did I feel peaceful or does that feel anxious? And so hearing his voice, first of all, though, if I, if I don't, come here to tell anybody anything but this, just know that you can hear God speak. If you're a child of God, you can hear God speak. And I don't think that this is taught enough in our churches because, um, you know, people have abused it and yes, we will get it wrong. Um, but I think it's really the single most relational gift that we have as believers that we get to enjoy communication with the Lord. Um, and it's messy. But we got to figure it out. We can't run from it just because it's difficult. We got to figure it out. And so John 10, 27 says, my sheep know my voice. And then some translations say, my sheep hear my voice or listen to my voice. And I know them and they follow me. So if you are new to this concept, here is my suggestion. Try it out. (laughs) I mean, it's that simple. If God puts something on your heart, do it. Unless it contradicts scripture, you just do it. I remember in my early years of walking with the Lord in my 20s, I just had to start small because it was a new concept. Um, And now I'm having so much fun trying to teach this to my teenagers because I really, I want them to have their own relationship, their own faith. And, you know, sometimes I'm wrong and I love when they are discerning things and we even disagree a little bit and then. I have to pray about it. And then we see God move and then that grows their faith. And so uh, we really have to do it. Um, It's just part of it. But another way to chase this inner peace is um, this physical feeling that I have in my, um, sometimes it's in my stomach. Like sometimes I say, Oh, that just doesn't sit well. That just doesn't feel good. You know, that's different from like me being nervous about being on a podcast and going, Oh, I'm a little anxious today. That um, That's not the stomach feeling I'm talking about. Cause I knew this was the right thing to do, but I still felt that way. But sometimes when something looks good and everything about it looks good, but I just don't have peace. I don't feel a peace. I've learned to kind of listen to that and to either step away or to hit pause. Um, and then almost always when I have stepped away, I 
the peace comes back. So the yucky feeling goes away. And this is the kind of thing where we just have to know that the spirit is living inside of us. And we even can, I've heard um, teachers say before, even ask God, please take away all the peace if this is wrong. This part um, is such an important piece. And I just love how you explain that because I think that, you know, we've all experienced that gut feeling that you're talking about, you know, just that yucky, not so good feeling. Um, but then sometimes even though we have that feeling, we still maybe move forward with, with the action because often like it makes sense to the world, but the spirit in us as believers is, is, is letting us know like, no, this isn't the right, the right way for you. This isn't the way that I have for you. Um, but we always have a choice, like God gives us free will. And so we have a choice. And, and so I've noticed that, you know, sometimes I will still, make the choice that make that is like worldly wisdom versus using the discernment from the Holy spirit. And I love how you said, you know, we get that discernment by drawing close to the Lord in his word and being faithful and consistent with those quiet times, even when we don't feel like it, or even when we don't get those light bulb, like, you know, great feeling every single time we we sit down in his word, we still do it out of obedience, knowing that doing that is going to help us draw closer to him and give us this discernment. So what, what's the other piece? Um, but you talked about the inner piece and and interlocking with the outer grace. Tell us a little bit more about that. The outer grace. This is, this is so good, Katie. And so freeing because the outer grace is not our responsibility. It's not, we all, we do have to discern all this. And then the outer grace is up to the Lord. So I'm just going to read you one verse. There are certainly others, but this is just showing us that God is ultimately in charge of opening and closing doors. And that is the best news ever. It it lets us off the hook because you know what? We're going to mess up. We're going to discern incorrectly sometimes. And unless we barrel down the door, break down the door, we're, you know, if we stay submitted to this outer grace, we are going to be blessed by it. Proverbs 16, 9 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines, or some um, translations say, establishes our steps. And so if I feel like I'm supposed to buy a new house, well, God will have to open that door. If I think I'm supposed to send that kid out of private school, they will both have to get into the school like outer grace. And then the money will have to be there. So uh, there's so many different things. If I feel like I'm supposed to change jobs or go see that certain doctor or whatever it is, you fill in the blank, the door will have to open or it's not God's sovereign pleasing, perfect will. And so that is so encouraging to me. Sometimes I fight it, but for the most part, it really is just the part that frees us up. If we are willing to say, Lord, I trust you, then we are able just to let him be in charge of the open and closed doors, even the ones that we don't understand. And so that's just super, super encouraging. Um, And so I've been doing this, practicing this for about eight months. Katie's probably, she might be getting tired of talking about it, y'all. Maybe not. No, Um, no. I'm always going, okay, do we have inner peace and is there outer grace? And, um, but here's some things that I have that weren't in my original message that I wanted to share real quick today, um, in closing. And the first one is that this will just require surrender. And so I really didn't think about this part a whole lot when I taught the message, but as I've walked it out, most of us go to God with our plans, um, or at best we'll give him like an A and B option, you know, and then we'll, sometimes we'll throw out several options, but he is, you know, kind of confined to our will 
and we are not surrendered to his will. And so this is what I know. Um, the best way to do this is actually to go to him and say, I trust you, Lord. Um, I've had so many of these in my life where, uh, you know, my plan did not get followed at all. And God laid out another plan and it has brought joy and peace in my life more than I can ever explain. But at the time I, I really wasn't happy, but he has to be the leader and we have to be the follower. And our culture doesn't promote that a lot, just to be honest. And so we have to remember that we're not going to God and saying, okay, so which would you like to work out for me? <laughs> we're going, okay, Lord, show me what your will is. And I am surrendered to that. Um, there's a new song that I've been playing on auto, like repeat. Um, and it's called, I will make room for you. I will make room for you. I'll do whatever you want me to. And I have been playing that because that is very countercultural to my, to the way my brain thinks. And so when I've when I just kind of meditate on that song, I'm like, oh yeah, I am making room for you. I'm doing whatever you want me to. And so that really helps. And the next is this will require faith, trusting that an invisible God is working out things and speaking to you about things that are visible to this world takes so much faith. But every time I see him reveal something to me, I'm just that much more certain, Katie, that he's real. I mean, there have been so many times recently where I've put this concept into action and said, okay, Lord, you got to show me. And then in the craziest way, he will show me and give me confirmation or speak to my heart or use a person to speak to me or whatever. And then I am more just sure than ever that he is real. And so, but it's going to take faith. It's not going to come natural. And then finally, this may be one of the sweetest gifts is it will eliminate comparison. Listen to me, ladies, um, and any maybe brave gentlemen that are out there, your calling in your life will have ups and downs. It will have highs and lows, valleys and mountaintops. There's just no way around that. But if you will not look to your left and your right, to your sister and to your brother, what's going on in their life, what's going on in your life, and you will trust God, you will know his pleasing and perfect will for your life. And by golly, he has one. He did not skip you. He was not, when he was passing out the callings and the wills and the good things, the pleasing and perfect, he did not skip you. He loves you. And anyone that calls him Lord gets this beautiful honor of playing a role in his kingdom coming to earth. We have promises of blessings and that he will sustain us through hard times. He is no respecter of persons. He doesn't show favoritism, guys, but Satan would love us, would love nothing more than to convince us otherwise. And so we ha really have to keep that in mind. What he has for you and you and you and you and you and you in this upcoming year may be totally different than what he has for me, but that is just the reason why comparison is a waste of time. If I am fully functioning and content with what God has called me to do in this season, I'm going to stay busy. I'm going to stay busy doing the thing, even if it's resting, even if if God says, no, I'm going to, I want to sit you down for a season and I want to rest you for a season. And you're watching all your friends take off, you know, you are going to be able to sit down and enjoy that season of rest. And you will not have time to compare 
you know, to look to the left or the right. And then you can cheer your girlfriends on and then I can cheer my girlfriends on and we can just trust God for the rest. That this is, even if this is not the year that I get the thing or have the thing or get to be the thing that I'd hoped and dreamed of, it doesn't mean it'll never happen. It may just mean it's not God's timing. And so it really helps us to avoid comparison. And I think that is a huge gift, especially for women. Honestly, that's something we're all tempted to do. And I'm sure men as well. Um, And so this just knowing that God has a plan for us and that we can walk in it is just very, very freeing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's probably the, the, one of the areas where I've felt the most stuck or been the most stuck in my um, journey is, is well, number one, the first thing you said of kind of like bringing God, my a and B plan. And just in my human wisdom thinking, okay, God, here they are in all their glory. Just go ahead and pick one and bless it. And everything will be just fine. And, and, you know, instead of the the, just the humility and the surrender piece that you talked about, you know, just being willing to surrender um, to his plan, ultimately trusting that it's going to be so much better, maybe way different, but so much better and fulfilling than what my plan would have been. Um, and then the comparison piece, you know, I love that you said he did not skip you when he was passing out callings and wills. I think sometimes, you know, um, I've found myself struggling to do what, what Sally's doing or, or what the girl next to me is doing. Like I've got to uh, copy what her plan, God's plan for her life was. And I've got to jump in and do the same thing when God's got a completely unique plan just for me and just for you. And we miss out on that when we try to do what everybody else is doing, thinking that, that that's what success looks like, or, or that's what we should be doing. And so I love um, this whole concept that Uh, When we have inner peace and outer grace, we can move forward in confidence, no matter the season of our life. Um, And we can also be willing to pivot um, and, and be okay with unexpected circumstances in those seasons. And so Kelly, I just can't thank you enough um, for showing, for sharing this word with us today. It is so powerful and it has blessed me so much. I'm not sick of it. When you were saying that earlier, I'm like, no, I'm not sick of it. It's such, it's such a blessing to me. And, you know, I know that, that those listening to this are also going to be blessed and there's a nugget that God has for them and everything that you've said. Um, so would you just close us in prayer today, just over that person listening, who is really feeling stuck with what, what did they do next? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much, Katie. I'm just, I'm so proud of your obedience for starting a podcast. I mean, just the things that God has done that weren't, I know that wasn't your idea. I mean, I walked through that journey with you and, and so I love it. I'm so honored to get to share on this podcast and and just see all the ways that God's working in our lives. And so I would be honored to pray before we end. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you do have a plan for us, Lord. That makes us feel special, makes us feel loved. It makes us feel needed and give us a purpose. And Lord, I just pray for each listener that you would just do something in their spirit just to remind them that you do have a calling and a plan, that they do have a purpose here on planet earth. And that is not all um, for nothing that all of the heartache and the pain is not in vanity. And Lord, um, I just pray that you would just 
touch every person listening and just encourage them through this. And then Lord, after that, I just pray that you would give us the grace and the um, provision that we need to do our part to not conform and to be in the word and be faithful um, in that, in those areas and just show us specifics, Lord, and help us to obey you. And then Lord, I just pray that you would give us supernatural grace when we discern, just make our inner peace and our outer grace very clear, make it very strong and just help us. It's We're bumbling through it, but you know, and you're proud of us and you're proud of us for trying. And so Lord, we just thank you. We're excited for what's ahead, no matter which season we are in right now, Lord, we are excited for what you have for us ahead and we trust you and we know that you're faithful in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.